Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Today on the show, we have a wonderful guest. Dan Waters is on the show, writer on Homesick Pilots, writer on Batman Arkham City book coming out here, writer on a lot of cool shit, to say the least here. And he joins me on the show. We talk about all sorts of stuff of our punk rock days, <laughs> living in London, what it's like living in London these days, you know, writing a Batman book, but a non-Batman book, and a lot of other stuff, to say the least here. As you know the show, we talk 90% other stuff. 10% comics on a show called the Comic Chronicle Podcast. How about that? But yeah, folks, we are back. We are back after a little bit of a long hiatus here. I've been trying to get some really fun guests for you guys on the show, as well as a lot of stuff going on with my life, you know, having all the jobs and whatnot too, and all this other stuff it makes for a pretty chaotic time. But we are back and whatnot too, and I'm looking at possibly doing new episodes on Tuesdays. We we're going to do Mondays, but a lot of competition. So we're probably going to just do them on Tuesdays for new episodes. Make sure you guys subscribe to whatever you're listening on, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, commonchronicle.podbean.com or perhaps you're even watching on the YouTube page. Go ahead and subscribe, whatever you're doing on there, or third-party app, that's a thing too. Uh, speaking of the YouTube page, go check that out. We're doing video game playthroughs recently, dinosaur stuff, toy stuff, put older episodes of the podcast up, as well as much, much more of the, oh, and animal stuff you do. I, 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 animal stuff I do, to say the least, there was uh, creatures and one at the sanctuary and at the hospital. I post videos of that every now and then. So check that out, and of course I'm on Twitch, CodaRex97 on Twitch. If you want to catch me live, raw and on cut and yeah at dakota morgan three on twitter and at dakota underscore morgan 97 on instagram plenty of ways to keep in touch with the podcast guys plenty of ways and lots of free content for you guys i like making it so you know what might as well share with the world and you guys enjoy it thanks everybody and now without me rambling on be sure guys to subscribe to the podcast helps out greatly but let me get into my dog with dan Yes, and we're recording. So this is the most professional I ever get. Dan, welcome to the show, good man. I always like to tell people to welcome to the show because, hey, you know what? It's a thing. It's Maybe it's the, the Midwestern kid in me who is still having good morals and respect and whatnot. But welcome to the show, Dan. Oh, thank you for having me. Dude, of course, of course. I know it's been kind of weird. It was kind of a little bit of a thing of back and forth and whatnot of, yeah, we can. No, we can't. Yeah, we can't. But, you know. Honestly, the fact is you were accommodating to my time at 11, which is beautiful. And you're in London, so I thank you for that so much. <laughs> That's not correct. So, it's, uh, what, 6 o'clock here? So, oh, okay. So yeah. just afternoon for you? Yeah. Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've talked to people, even friends of mine from other uh, countries, and it's a Skype call or a phone call that's 2 a.m. in the morning for me. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, oh, too. No, you have to. Oh yeah, especially working working with Americans mostly. So. Oh, yeah. those damn Americans! No. <laughs> um, what do you, what is your key for that? Sorry. What like what what do you do for that? I just make a cup of coffee at two o'clock in the morning. What do you do for those like early morning uh, like meetings that you got to do? Oh, those are late night meetings to me. <laughs> oh, late. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I've, I've kind of ended up on a on a, on a slightly more nocturnal well not not nocturnal but but i sort of start working about midday most days and um go up into the evening because that's when sort of especially people in like la and stuff are like starting to wake up and you know the end of the normal wake the work day here is when is when i start getting emails so just so just you're just like shift ah. my my time along a little bit Oh, it's fine. So you're like, oh, it's been a, it's been a good, long, relaxing day, and then all of a sudden you get ten emails saying, hey, we need this done like yesterday. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you forgot to do all of these things. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, about that. Oh, I mean, that is a thing, though. I think, 
myself, I can say I've done a lot, but then also with other creators and friends of mine in film and comics and whatnot too, like, I think a lot of us who do creative work, whether artists or writers, we tend to do a lot of it at night. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you meet people that go, go, people tend to go one way or the other. Like you meet the sort of really early risers, especially with writers, I think. Um, really? I've never met, I've who, never met one yet. <laughs> I think, I think a lot, lot of, a lot of them are kids as well. Um, mm. It will start like sort of five or six and, and just like have a full day's writing done by the time it gets to like 10 or 11 in the morning. I'd, I'd kill for that schedule. I, I really would. I mean, I got like three different jobs. <laughs> like, but it, like, you know, it's the problem. Like I get up in the morning, I go to work at an exotic animal hospital or I go to work at a reptile sanctuary and then I come home and I write or I do the podcast. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone's got to find the schedule that kind of works, works for them in their lives, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it's got to be interesting for you because you've it seems like you've been working like crazy recently with some of the books coming out. Um, I mean, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty busy. Um, I don't like, I don't like the sort of, um, I feel like there's a, there's a sort of dramatic thing that writers can do about being, you know, like, mm. oh yeah, I'm, I'm writing every minute of the day from when I wake up to when I go to sleep and it's torture and, you know, I suffer for my art and all this sort of stuff. And it's, I'm busy, but I, but it, it's good. It's, it's balanced. And it's... You're not, you're, you're not suffering for it, Dan. What the hell? <laughs> you're not, it's, you're not crying yourself to sleep because of the writing, because of the story. Yeah, those. those no, people, I mean, you know, you know. The, 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 the bad days happen too, but uh, you know, don't get me wrong, and crunch times happen and things like that. But yeah, yeah. it's it's generally speaking, it's it's a really nice nice way to make a living, and uh, you know, it's a nice way to spend the day. Oh, it's true. I because it, honestly, it's because it's good therapy in a way. I've said it plenty of times on the show. It's writing is therapy. I mean, drawing people say the same thing, um, but I can't draw worth a shit. I can just I can write, uh, but I. It's because I think when we do it, it's a thing that it just we look upon it like, you know what? The fact that I get to make money for this, that I'm sitting on a computer and I'm typing, I'm typing up pretend and I get to make money for it. Like, man, it's like the best. It's like a dream. Yeah. And seeing, uh, you know, and doing comics and seeing people turn it into something, something more than just a script is always it's a delight. Oh, yeah. That's the black magic of the whole business. There is like. I don't know how. I really don't. The, my artist, Paul Trinidad, I still, and I don't know how artists do it in general, of turning words to, like, magic. <laughs> it's it's voodoo, in a way. It, it, but then I've talked to artists, and they say, oh, yeah, no, it's a thing where we don't know how you guys write the words. I'm like, write the words? It seems easy compared to, like, drawing <laughs> this character. Like, I'm like, oh, it's a stadium full of people, and it'd be a cold day in hell because it would be all these stick figures that blend into a stadium. <laughs> now it's all it would be and then they're like oh yeah we did it here you go i'm like this looks like the roman Colosseum. like i just went back in time yeah i mean i think they're both they're both learned skills aren't they so i think they you know mm. both deserving of, of respect and that's true hard, hard graft yeah i mean yeah you're not wrong there i mean how did you get started though in it like if you don't mind me asking like what was what was that thing that got you started in writing um, I mean, I always enjoyed writing when I was a kid and things, and um, I, used to, I used to write a lot of stories and or start a lot of stories that I never finished and, and all that sort of thing uh, when mm. I was quite young. Um, and uh, it always sort of appealed to me as a way to, to not have a real job. Um, really? <laughs> that's, that's, how it seemed, that's how it seemed when I was, you know, 
uh, eight or nine, I guess. Oh. Um, so, I, so I, I never, yeah, I always kind of thought that would yeah, that I would do that. It it always sort of seemed like like the obvious thing that that I'd want to do. Um, and then I sort of fell out of that and got married to music as a teenager, as, as teenagers really? I want to do. Um, came back to it when I was at, at university and I sort of discovered, or when I was a sort of, you know, like a like a um, college age student, which here is in, in in the UK, you can go to college when you're like sixteen. It's a different different system. Oh Jesus! Um, yeah, but it's a it's a different. You know, it's, it's kind of still part of school and it's, mm. it's a whole thing. But uh, yeah, when I was sort of like around that age, I was discovering Vertigo books and things like that and and, and comics and it, that sort of pushed me towards you know sort of reinvigorating my my interest in in, in writing. Um, but I I then thought I was going to take that into film. I started doing a film degree. I hated it. Uh, but... it was too slow. It was too you know. Um, I just wasn't as interested in film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I changed my degree to a literature degree and, and started writing comics while I was studying. And my first Limbo, which came out with Image, I was still at university doing that literature degree when that came out. Oh, wow. Wow. So, I mean, you kind of fell out of it a little bit, but you came back into it. I mean, did you play? I this was a, It seemed like there was a lot of years, though, in between. Did you play, perhaps, any instruments? Yeah, yeah, I, I play. I've always played things like punk bands and stuff. Um, oh, really? And, um, but but never always something I sort of, especially as a sort of cocky teenager, I thought <laughs> I always thought it'd be like, oh yeah, this will this will happen at some point. Without having the sort of like massive drive, it was always like you know you get into a rehearsal room or you go to a gig and it's an excuse to like drink a load of beers and make a lot of noise and yeah, flirt with a lot um, of women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't take it didn't take it as seriously as. Uh, as as I as I then took the writing. Was it the thing of, oh, I we're gonna get that one gig, guys. We're gonna do it. We're gonna be rich and famous. Yeah, to hell with the adults, man. Is that what I usually <laughs> went? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that, was, that was definitely the. If, if it wasn't said out loud, I think that was the uh, that was the assumption. Oh, I wanted. Do you have any like pictures or like recordings of this? Because I really want to see like young Dan just like in the punk rock circuit with like the music and what. If you release it, I swear you would have so many people love. <laughs> uh, I mean, like there's some, there's some. I don't know if there's any actual recordings that have survived. Um, there's definitely pictures. Uh, Is there any? I've tweeted some out at different points. That's it's amazing. Sort of you know what that means? Space. You got to do a comeback tour. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, listen, guys, I'm doing a concert here, and I'm also signing my books. <laughs> like at the end of the concert. We're going to be rocking it out, and then afterward, we'll do, take a chill time. I'll sign your comics. Yeah, I could, go, could, go, could try and go full Jared away. Dude, you would make so much money and do so much good shit there. I'm not even kidding you. Like, if you're like, yeah, we're going to put the band back together. We're going to do all this fun stuff, and we're going to play. I'm going to play some music, and then I'm going to do some book signings. And yeah, well, nah, if you charge, like, five bucks a book or something like that, even if, or if you don't want to charge— just even the tickets and whatnot, you'd get so many comic fans in your area that would be like, oh, hell yeah, we get music and comics. Yeah, I think they might be in for a shock. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> ooh, ooh, you're not saying too good. You were too good, huh? Well, it was very, uh, very heavy stuff. Like it was, uh, um, well, that's not bad. That's not bad yeah, at all. Yeah. It's sort of like grindcore and thrash and oh. that end of things. See, you're speaking my language, but... <laughs> Man. It's a niche. It's a you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah. 
But you got, I mean, you got back into the riding, though. So that's kind of the thing about, like, so you got back in with Vertigo? I mean, yeah, so, re- so discovering sort of Sandman and Hellblazer and, and, and these kind of... The good ones. Uh, yeah, the, these good and sort of, like, dangerous-feeling um, books. Mm. That was that was what really sort of appealed to me. And um, I started going down to the sort of local library, and they had a, they had a relatively robust comic section there. Um, and so I would just check out a sign with those, and it just sort of led to me reading everything I could get my hands on comic-wise. What year was this, though? Oh, God, I don't know what year it was. I, w- I would have been about 16. Um, uh, I don't know how old you are now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 30 now. So. You're 30. Oh, so you're not that old. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm only a few years behind you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I don't. Um, so what was that? 14 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because hearing that of like the library had a robust section of comic books, it, it, that didn't start happening until like mid, maybe later 2000s. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been mid, mid early. Mid, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't. Because I don't. I think it wasn't until like after the two thousands that people, the libraries were like, "Oh, people actually read these books. We'll put them in our library." I don't think they were a thing for a while. I don't remember anybody ever saying, and they were for me. It was on the same age, a little bit there. So I was like, "Hmm, yeah, I don't. I don't know that." I mean, that's where I discovered my books was my high school library. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, libraries are libraries are an excellent place to learn. Uh, also they to are. Find, to find things. Yeah. They are. They're probably a lot safer though in London. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Yeah. We we we've got some pretty good. I mean, just the eternal thing, which I think is pretty universal. Of they are they are criminally underfunded and um, oh, struggling yeah. and, and all sorts of things. I thought you were going to say the 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 universal thing of everyone going into the computers and looking up porn. <laughs> <laughs> It that... probably is universal. As well. Yeah, is, there's no way. There is no way to snap in over there too. Man, there was like a, there was a thing, and yeah, it's kind of off brand for to- uh, comics, but this is a show where we talk 10% comics, 90% other things. There was a thing here in Arizona that it was a couple years ago, and Dan, I want to like, it blew me away. They said, oh yeah, the libraries are under attack and what. I'm like, oh, because I thought it was like what you said, like oh they're not getting the funding and whatnot. He's like, no, homeless gangs are actually like taking over the library. <laughs> I'm like, what I mean, world like, do we live in? Yeah, I mean, I know libraries have always been a kind of like place that, that people can can go when they're struggling as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah there are like librarians fear for lives now, like in, in modern days, due to like people like wow, okay. yeah, it's slightly different. But... Kettle of fish. Yeah, oh, very. Oh, very, very much so. But, I mean, that's the nice part about it, though, is I think... Do you think libraries are going to stick around? Um, my the thing, the thing is, I really hope they do, because if they if they don't, I don't think we'll get them back. No. There would be no... You can't... Like, Blockbuster's gone, but you can't get it back. There's, like, one left. Yeah, but 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 books will still be a thing. You know. Yeah, true. Blockbuster, Blockbuster's one thing, but, like, but the... But the the concept of the library, if you pitched it, if they didn't exist and you pitched it today to like a council, you'd get laughed out of the room. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like oh yeah, we're gonna make a building and it's full of you know we're gonna take a big building, we're gonna fill it with books and we're not gonna charge people anything. No. Um, and we're you know we're gonna have computers in them for the, the for them to use and, mm-hmm. and, and like all of this is gonna be free. It's gonna Internet. be totally free. 
Yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah and it, you know what? Well, but here, here's the catcher. Here's the catcher. If they don't return it, then we start charging money. Well, what's the policy? <laughs> they can have it for two weeks. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to start an idea like that now. I don't think it would. It no. Would, uh, because, because I mean, we could even pitch the idea of like, well, you go there for information, and like, there, there would be a console that would be like, oh, let me pull out my phone here and be like, oh, information, mm. you say, like, oh well, man. But I, yeah, so, so so yeah, I hope I hope libraries can be protected. And, I think we still. I mean, there's a lot of people. Libraries. There's a lot of people who feel feel very passionate about the libraries. Very. Oh yeah, younger people feel passionate. I ain't hell. I I wish they stick around. I love them. They're fantastic. I like. I don't know. It's school libraries. I mean, you still have school libraries. I think that's a thing. I don't yeah. know. It's been a while. I don't oh, yeah. know. Are they? Okay, all right. I, right before I graduated high school, there was, um, apparently, I found out. No, this was actually before that. When I moved from Illinois State to Arizona, they changed woodshop class to be only on computers. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if the libraries are still around. <laughs> that that was like years ago, many years ago, because there was like early school computers. And so they're like, look at this, kids. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I, I liked building a shelf. <laughs> this was actually good, good shit to learn for if like, you know, we need to fix up our own house. Yeah, I mean, we never had that. Either. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? Wow. I mean, we had, how, we had Latin. You had Latin? Oh, uh, see? Yeah. See, you're making it seem better off, my man. I don't I don't know. Like the girlfriend and I, we've been honestly one of our dream spots to maybe retire in. And I work in exotic animal field as well as comics, so I don't know how much there is, is to actually like retire in London. Now I know you oh, probably yeah. are, are you you're I don't know what you think about that, thinking like, no, we don't need any more Americans, but <laughs> we don't we don't see many Americans. Um yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I mean I understand it as well. I, I love this city. I love this place. I've lived in my whole life. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. You don't have you ever left? Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> I was like um, at least tell me you've left the country or something. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I've, oh, okay. I've traveled um, I've traveled and stuff, but I've never I've always lived here. I've I've mm -hmm. spent like you know, three three, four months at a time out 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 of London, but I've always I've always had my nest here. I mean it just seems so much more uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it just seems so much more peaceful over there. Uh, in a way, comp compared to America at this point, the past couple of years have been rough. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We're we're in the midst of a uh, corruption scandal. We have, the, really? we have the worst prime. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, like with Brexit and everything as well. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have, you know, we have production line, like massive production line issues and, and all this kind of oh, stuff. Wow. And, um, yeah, like the, the the sort of golden age is definitely definitely over. I think. Um. Mm. Which you know isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing either. It's you know these these things ebb and flow. But there is this uh, British and particularly English mindset of of superiority sometimes, which is mm. being sort of egged up with the whole um, Brexit vote, um, which was pushed through by you know he's, it, Boris Johnson is like the most corrupt person you could ever hope to meet. Been hearing about that, yeah. Because <laughs> um, at least the, th the thing with Trump is like, yeah, you, yeah, that's a whole thing and whatnot. But at least like when he's gone, he's gone. Like the the Brexit thing is something we're gonna have to deal with for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that lasts that lasts forever until yeah. somebody works like years to fix it. Yeah, so it's, it's not foreseeable future. It's it, it's gonna be a train wreck. 
I've been here. We're going to be on and on with this. It's, it's, oh. been, it's been a saga already, and we're only like a year into it. Oh, see, I mean, but you, but you never know what can happen. Like, things can change. I'm not going to say they're going to change overnight for Brexit. There's no way in hell. I got a buddy of mine in London, and he's he talks to me about it every now and then. And you know, it's like it's a whole thing with that. But I mean, it's still the thing that like you just never know what can happen. I mean, that's the way to look upon it, though. Like the past couple, like I would say, like 2020 showed us anything is possible. <laughs> it really showed us that. Yeah, I mean. Mostly for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that is true. That, that I cannot deny. Yes, but, 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 you know what, though? We all made it work out pretty well in the end, I think. I mean, we're doing pretty good. You still get to do stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. Were you working on books in 2020? Or was it kind of like 2021 was kind of like the big year where you're like, I'm going to do a bunch of stuff. And then all of a sudden you have all this coming out now. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit like, yeah, yeah stuff definitely slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, I think it was it was pretty public that there was sort of like penciled down at, at some publishers and and all sorts of things. Oh, we were mine, yeah. We yeah, it, it was a scary phone call. They're like, yeah, we're gonna go on a break for a while. How long? Oh, we don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and it was sort of you know like like uh, you know we had stuff that was like pitched and picked up, and then it was like, oh, this thing's been picked up, but. You know, we don't know when the printers are going to be open again. So, are we still doing this? Should the artist just sit around and wait, or should he like work on the pages? There was like little bits of this back and forth. There was there was a few there was a few things that died, um, which, which wouldn't have otherwise, which was which was a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, like like one one cool thing in particular uh, comes to mind, but I won't talk about it because maybe maybe it could come back. Um, hey, there you go. But for the most part, like I, I still feel feel I was very lucky. I was still working consistently throughout the. I don't think there was any point where I where I just wasn't working or anything, um, okay. which was definitely a good thing for us. You know, like there was a lot of people who were on furlough, so we had we had a way better furlough scheme over here than 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 you guys for sure. Yeah. Um, where there actually was there actually was some financial help for people. I mean, there was loads of problems with it. Loads of people fell through the cracks and didn't get anything, and and all this kind mm. of stuff. But there, there at least was these these sort of schemes, so people could stay in employment, and in, you know, some a lot of employees didn't have to like fire everyone and all this kind of stuff because because they were getting subsidised. Um, so I, I know a lot of people who just weren't working, but yeah, most of them went stir crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah as everybody, I was, happy, I was I was happy to just still be like doing my thing. I mean, it sucked that I couldn't go outdoors, it def- and that slowed me right down as well. Um, mm. not being able to change my um. Uh, surroundings and, and you know changing your environment like to me like tends to unlock when you when you get blocked and when you get sort of like apathetic oh yeah oh yeah um very very much i mean i know i'm delighted we had david harewood on the show and we talked and early on in the pandemic and we were talking about how nuts we were going and we're just eating so much food <laughs> we're just like and I was like, wow, this is fantastic. This is, I don't know how you feel like a guy who's got to stay fit for a show. He's like, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I'm eating too many jelly beans. And I'm like, oh, I've been eating too many Twinkies. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, uh, that, like, that then was, I, feel, I, was, I feel like I was canceling myself out. I was um, I was eating a lot, but then I was also like going for a run every day. Because it was like, because you could. It was like it was, like the one thing you were allowed to like leave the house to do. Yes. Yeah, I was like, well, go I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to come home and eat cake. And you were the well, Jesus. 
You know what? That, it's a good diet. That's the Dwayne Johnson diet. You just eat a lot, eat a lot of crap, and then you just go exercise like crazy. There you go. Yeah, Next but I think you know, that has to be a slightly yeah. different, uh, you know, um, <laughs> ratio. Yeah, eating the raw eggs. Yeah. God, oh, no. I, I've tried. I've tried doing a dietary stuff. I've had friends of mine who were uh, Navy SEALs and whatnot. They tried to get me to be going on their diet, and this fat boy died. I'm not fat. It's kind of chubby. I'll, I'll be honest. But this guy died. <laughs> I almost vomited. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna stay enough fit. I don't need it. I'm not gonna have a six pack, but I'm not gonna have a st- like. I'm not gonna be way overweight. I'm gonna stay in the medium in between. Enough exercise to keep me going. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like, I, I, I feel lucky that I found sort of like I, there are sports and things that I like, and like that, that mm. to me is like enough. Um, you know, I, I, I do stuff like I'm, I'm relatively active. Now, which sports um, are those? I'm curious. Uh, I really like bouldering. Really? Um, yeah, that's that's something I've, I've been big into for about like three years, three four years. Oh, yeah, like, okay. So, a friend of mine, uh, Guillermo Ortega, who's a an Inca who works on like um, he's been working on recently. He's been working, I think he did the, the new Dune book, and he so, yeah. he works with um, he worked on Moonlight and yeah, um, Punisher, loads of cool stuff. Um. But he he lives quite near me and and he he was really into it and he and he was like hey you got to come you live right next to this <laughs> this really good bouldering gym you need to come just try it and I did and I got really hooked on that nice I mean for for our uneducated American audience so and people who don't know what is that sport exactly I know but what exactly uh, would it be for those oh uh, I mean it's it's rock climbing but without uh, without ropes so as in not 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 like free climbing not free solo kind of stuff it's like <laughs> it's a you know short short woos yeah um but i it appeals to me because i mean i like doing rope climbing as well but it, it appeals because you don't need a ton of equipment and ropes and and you know someone to, to hold the other end and all that kind of stuff you can just literally you just need a pair of shoes and some chalk and you can just go and, and just mm. spend like two hours um climbing walls um, I like it. I like it because it's something where, which um, you can't think about other stuff while you're doing it because you've got to sort of like work out the problems um, on the the routes that they're basically puzzles. Yeah, because if Physical you think about puzzles. something else, you fall. Oh, well, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah it, it just takes it just takes up your whole brain. So yeah. I, I like stuff. It's got to be. And now I'm gonna. It, from first glance, it doesn't sound like it, but to me, that sounds relaxing in a way. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. I think it, it is. I mean, yeah, it can be scary sometimes too yeah. when you're sort of, you know, standing on a on a credit card sized outcrop and you're and you're trying to reach to the next one. Oh, that's um, no problem. Like that just sounds so much fun. Tired of biased mainstream media? Just want the news without agenda? Well, stop on by America First podcast. We report every Sunday on the events that took place during the week. No bias, no agenda. Just the news as it was meant to be. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, uh, Antenna Pod, and Overcast. Tune in and stay up to date. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at capital S, lowercase C-M-B-A-G, capital N. Uh, just look for, type in America First Podcast. We're there. Got plenty of episodes for, uh, for now. We update regularly as i said so stay up to date to know what's going on and as always stay informed stay involved and keep america 
first. It it is. I mean, like we've done the rock climbing with the ropes and whatnot here, but boulders. Oh, oh, wish we had that here. I mean, I it was a thing the other day. I got in this huge argument. How do you feel about rugby? Oh, I I went to a rugby school and and it oh you did if I'd ever been into it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So you, wow, rugby school. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you're not a fan of it? You're like, no? No, no. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big sport over here, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just it just never quite. I, well, I mean, when I was at school, though, sorry, I, I, didn't, I didn't give a toss about any, like, fitness stuff. And I just wanted to, like, I, I would just um, bunk off. Like, when, when they, they would they would come and take you to the sports ground and... Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like a coach that would come and I like, pick up all the kids and we used to like hide in the bathroom, <laughs> um, so that they did the head count before everyone got on the bus. So you know we had this like down to a T. Like they did the head count before you get on the bus, so so you could like sneak into the bathroom after the head count. The bus would go off without you, and and then you could go around the back of the school and just smoke for the rest of the afternoon. So that, <laughs> that was that was my experience <laughs> with rugby. Was this was this also the time when you were also doing music as well? <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, listen, we can't say we've all done stupid shit like that in school. There's no way you I mean, very few people got away on skates while not doing stupid crap like that. I just, no. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's part of life. It's part of yeah, life. very, very. Do I feel bad a little bit? Yes. Did I realize that a smoke bomb could catch a car on fire? Yes. <laughs> Did I know about it at the time? As a little kid? No. <laughs> Deeply apologize for the person listening if they're if they're listening and find out it was me. Uh this is deeply apologize. We put it out. Uh, yeah, but I mean you know, it's I think a thing that when you live the when you live like the weird life and I think a lot of people think like when they sit look at us and they're like, Oh, you guys write comic books and we kinda of get on that a little bit. They're like, Oh, you guys must have just been at home, I've found I've done a consensus with people, and they always seem to think if they're not people who don't know anything about comic books, it's always, oh, you must have been the stay-at-home nerdy kid, or you must have been like just not really talk to anybody and shit like that. And all, and I always tell them like, no, most comic book writers that I know, we were outgoing. We like you were in a band, <laughs> like you know, like, like we do crazy shit. Like I think. It's like this whole misconception on people who work in a comic book field, whether artists or writers, or inkers and shit too. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think those are just kind of outmoded, um, you know, stereotypes at, the, at this point. And mm. they they sort of, I think, within our kind of circles and like within our kind of bubbles, like like it, it's pretty obvious that they they don't. Um, you know they they don't really hold up like the amount of of comic book writers and artists I know who are in like incredible shape and have incredible like life stories and and have you know incredibly rich lives. We have one who was in the uh, CIA at uh, this point, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, it's 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 pretty far from the sort of like Simpsons comic book guy sort of stereotype. Very. But yeah. But you know that's that's within our our kind of circles, and then. It is a thing you go outside of those circles and you talk to people who have no idea, people who've never t- heard of, of of anything beyond sort of you know Avengers at this point. It it is it is weird what what the average person has now heard. I was watching watching a, just a British chat show, show thing and just hearing them like they like someone just made a casual Thanos joke and that's that's still weird. 
Oh yeah, oh but, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like that, but like regardless of that, like you know, even pe- people who don't even like know that much and stuff, like like yeah, like those stereotypes are still kind of going to be alive for them. Yeah, like the um, people but, like oh, the, um, it's like you look like Bucky Barnes, you like you know, or it's like someone said they're like oh, yeah. the eyeliner looks like the Winter Soldier, and this was coming from somebody who was not a comic book fan. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I'm with you on the Thanos <laughs> scene though. That is, it's it's so weird. There's things where oh, it's so people are like. People who I know don't usually never read comics growing up one up, but then they're like, Oh, I wanna give stuff a shot. They're like, Hey, you know, they're like the watcher. And I was like, The watcher? Wait, you know about the watcher? And they're like, Yeah, the what if show. I'm like, Man, we live in a weird age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a very different thing. I oh. sometimes makes me, I I do sometimes wonder if I would have been as interested if it had been this ubiquitous when I was younger. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, like cause because we didn't have it. So and so, it was kind of like the, it was almost like when you were in the comic books, you were kind of being a rebel at a certain point. Like in the time when you were doing, like especially '90s and early 2000s, people were like, oh, you're the comic book guy, huh? You're like, but at least here in America, it was for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it was the stuff. I mean, again, like this, I sort of said before, like the stuff that, that got me interested in in it enough to to think like, oh, maybe this is this is something I want to do for a job. Was stuff that felt kind of like dangerous and and felt like it had these sort of ideas which could which could yeah. really affect you and, and things. It was a lot of a lot of Grant Morrison stuff, like yep. the Brotherhood of Dada. I was like, what the hell is that? That's that's a crazy idea. That's you know, I barely knew what Dada was to begin with. Yeah, oh, um, God. and like and the Invisibles and and all this sort of stuff, which which sort of Promethea. Um, yep. You know, stuff which is like, oh look, look, I mean, I think I think the magic stuff is like bullshit. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, that's 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 my that's my opinion. And and um but like just even these ideas being sort of like positive back then it was like it was like, yeah, it wasn't about um you know, finding who could beat up who or, or anything like that. It was just these strange ideas which were like trapped between pages which feel like they could kind of like reach out and bite you yeah oh yes 100 percent. like you mentioned sandman before a little bit like yeah it's kind of magic a little bit but that was like the, the terrifying one we were like oh my god this is a book this is a comic like there was one that made me cry at the very end it was, it was a vertigo one and it's actually been made into a uh, hbo special uh believe it or not uh, dmz do you remember that one Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that one got me into being like, I mean, a lot of books did, but that was one of them where I was like, "Holy shit!" Some like comics can. This was years ago now. At this point, I think that book's like fifteen years old. Yeah, and and it's like when well, it first came out, but it's like, wow, books can talk about this. Comic books can do this. Like fifteen years ago, me was definitely not thinking that. I was just only reading Fantastic Four, Superman, and stuff like that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like Vertigo, and they're like, "Yeah, check out Vertigo. We know you, like you. So you read Spawn, man." I'm like, "I do, I do." <laughs> this is, so I was like a teenager. I, I, I ain't gonna shit you. I was, I because I'm a, only a few years younger than you. I was I'm twenty, I'm but turned twenty five a little bit, but. I watched Spawn, the the live action movie, when I yeah. when I was like nine or eight years old, and I watched it and I loved it so much. And my dad's like, "Do you understand?" I'm like, "Yeah, that guy going to hell." And my dad's like, "And that's a demon there and all sorts of shit." And my dad's like, he felt so proud because he loves Spawn, but then he's also like, "What have I done?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh no, <laughs> like shit, this is all this bad." <laughs> 
He's like, just don't tell your mom. And he's like, here's here's the cartoon. You can watch it when you're older. Oh, man, that cartoon is fantastic. Oh, it's um, on HBO Max now. Did you know that? I don't have HBO Max. I live in Oh, well, <laughs> um, well, there's a reason. There you go. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I also I remember discovering. I don't I think I saw the movie until, until, like, a few years later. I definitely I had it on VHS when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. Yeah. But I remember I remember being like really quite young and I think the first time I went to a, an actual comic store as opposed to um like we like we used to get like like not quite off the rack but um in was in the box uh, in bigger sort of convenience stores they had they mm. amongst the amongst the magazines they would have um these like reprints and they and they were like these sort of like um hardback not not hardback but like as in they weren't like fully floppies and they were they'd be like three issues or something like basically like together uh reprinted um and it was like relatively recent stuff so so i remember like getting all that stuff as a kid and and it was and like also like really good stuff like peter david's hulk and um kurt busiek's like iron man and like this was the stuff that that, that i was i was finding in these in these reprints and and it would be like one iron man story and one hulk story and one um like Silver Surfer story, all, all just in one issue of the of the of the thing. So you weren't reading stuff linearly; you were just getting random issues. Wow. Um, so so I read I read like I had a couple of these that would fall apart. And the first time I went to an actual comic store, um, the first thing I saw was it might be I'm trying to think it might be issue twenty three of Spawn, where like the front cover is just him. He's just been blown right through the chest with a with a with a laser rifle oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he slid down the wall and it's just this green blood everywhere. And I was I was yeah, maybe like nine nine or ten years old. And it just I was like, this is amazing and I need oh. this. You and I both started our spawn kick at nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> we were both there like I mean listen man, like there was I was a kid I was a kid, but I was kinda I didn't know about it too much. I didn't know how dark that could get. Like there would be the um, it was when the thing. It wasn't really dark, but it was when the thing from Fantastic Four became like a. He was dressed as a gangster. He had like a, uh, like a a hat on and like the jacket, and he had a tux on and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah, and he had Lockjaw with him. I remember reading that, and it was it was in a hobby store because my dad used to take me to it. That was where I did, I couldn't find him in the retail stores until years after that. But the hobby stores is where it was at. They would they were the same thing. My dad would go in for RC cars. And and I'd go in with them because I liked RC stuff too. And then I'd be like, oh, the comics. And I'd be just in the comics reading Spawn or The Thing or God, there was so much other shit in there too. There would be like, it wasn't really like, here's the Superman. It was like all this other like, oh, if it's gonna be darker, then we're gonna put it in. Like, oh, here's a yeah. here's the Batman Returns. Like, oh, okay. And it's like this whole thing with oh, oh, it was cool. Borders. Borders was also a thing around here too. That was like the big thing for a lot of people in America with comics. The old um, I don't know. Did you ever hear? Did you ever know about that store before it closed? Yeah, yeah I, I heard of it, but like, yeah, we don't, we don't have it. No, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think, but I don't know. It's a, you never know. I mean, sometimes we got a store. You guys have Aldi in London, but then, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then we have some in the in the uh, the Midwest and East Coast, and then now they're starting to get to the West Coast of America, and people are like, what's an Aldi? And I'm like, oh, it's it's a British thing, and they're like what and they get and people get pissed and like a british store and i'm like yeah it's a, it's a british store it's totally fine it's it's great i mean the weirdest one like we have a like do you, do you guys have iceland the the, the supermarket the ice no. iceland 
Yeah, we have a fr- so there's a frozen food, literally it's a frozen food um, like supermarket uh, called Iceland. Oh, we don't um, know. cool. But the weirdest thing I, that, that that happened to me recently, well, it's not the weirdest thing, but a thing that happened recently was was I was I went to Iceland. I went to Reykjavik, um, mm-hmm. like a like a month back, and and discovered that they have Iceland in Iceland. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought they would at least have rebranded it, but no, they why? That's gonna make people go into it, Dan. That's gonna people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's Iceland. Oh, we in Iceland. Yeah, let's go." And this is, I, I would, that would, that you know what? They got you, and you even knew about it. Well, I mean, yeah, I saw it, but yeah, um, yeah, I just thought they would at least have rebranded it. It's weird <laughs> to just name something after a, after a nation and take it. But. <laughs> yeah, and it'd be like, is a nation gonna get mad about it? I hope not. It's Iceland. What do they get mad? It's true. This is a very relaxed people. They, they seem like it. When do you hear about things in Iceland? Never. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, well, I mean, we don't in America. I'll say this. But then again, we didn't know about a lot of the stuff going on in, in your neck of the woods right now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in fairness. <laughs> I mean, Iceland's, a, yeah, I, 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 it's a really interesting country. I, I, it has such a small population as well. There's, there's only a couple of thousand people there. That just seems like the good place to just take a vacation to and just go on a good hike. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's lovely. Go for a volcano. Yeah. Oh, definitely that. Definitely that. Man. Well, oh, we're like, we're getting near the end of the show here, man. And people will probably, fans will probably be pissed off. They'll be like, okay, guys, didn't talk about it. Um, <laughs> we should probably talk about some of your recent work. <laughs> sure. To say the least here, so people don't get mad at us and be like, hey, what the hell? Um, like I said, it's a show we talk 90% other stuff. But, uh, well, your recent work here, I mean, you've worked in DC now with, um, well, I got actually before I get into that, before you know that, are you attached to anybody recently, or is it kind of you're just doing kind of freelance sort of work? Because it's oh like, yeah, no, I have, freelance. I'm, I'm freelance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, wouldn't wouldn't want to work a different way at the moment. Yeah, yeah, freelance is the best way to be honest. It's it's just nice. It gives you a balance between like working on working in existing universes and, yeah. and you know adding to to these sort of mythos, but also getting to do my own stuff with my friends and yeah which is the, the why we do what we do <laughs> yeah. eventually we do want to make our own shit i mean but talking about that you did recently contribute to the arkham universe mm. yeah how has that been going uh, arkham city yeah, yeah. i mean that, that i mean it's, it's all written now it's a, it's a six issue mini um and that that's that's been a real delight um i really like that side of things, I've always, you know, that, that was the one thing that, that always did keep my attention as a kid was the Batman stuff. Mm. Um, uh, sorry, I actually have to jump out one second. Sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> sorry about that. No, no. you're good. <laughs> I was always like a family um, member being like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, like Arkham, Arkham City's been, been been a blast. Like, the whole premise of the book is, is that after... Arkham, because Arkham Asylum's been destroyed, um, which happened in, in um, DC in Rebirth. Yeah. Or, yeah, um, oh. And, uh, yeah, so, so it, you know, it's been destroyed by, by Joker, and, and we just had this idea of the one, one surviving psychiatrist trying to find the patients uh, that, that escaped the, the sort of bloodbath. Uh, so really looking at Gotham through a different angle, looking at it from the perspective of of these people who are um, 
criminally insane, but it's a it's a dark and scary and desperate city uh, is the way I've always seen Gotham. Yeah. So to really like delve into those nooks and crannies and the paranoia and the and the strangeness um, has just been really fun. And getting to do it with with Danny, who was um, my collaborator on uh, Coffin Bound, which is a book I did at Image. Um, so coming together with her to to, to do this um, has just been like the most fun. Not bad. It's kind of like we did a book, and now we get to work on Batman. Yeah, like, I mean, we we we've done a book where we created all this sort of weird stuff and and these characters that we really love. Like she she designs these really horrific, creepy, but really compelling characters, which are sort of a mixture between sort of high fashion and um like bloody horror and uh the the editor on that project as well um Amadeus Turo um who was the one who who sort of came to me and said like hey you've pitched a few like weird reinventions of of DC villains before like what what do you think about doing this this kind of idea hmm. um so like yeah when 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 Amadeus and I were talking about like like you know what what to do with this project um the idea of bringing Danny on was was really uh, a really exciting idea to me. Yeah, and you're like, hey, we know we work together. We work together great, and we can bring you something good. I mean, that's a no brainer at that point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it was a, it was a really nice. It came together really nicely because because Danny had also worked with Amadeo on the Lolo Woods, which was a, a black label book, hmm. uh, one of the DC Hill, Hill House books. Um, Amazing. So so we'd all worked together, but not at the same time. Um, yeah. So, so it was it was a cool thing to sort of so, combine powers. I mean, that's got to be as a Batman fan to contribute to it, though. That's got to be awesome, especially in like a weird, different way too. I mean, that's got to be something that's really kind of—I wouldn't say testing, but almost like getting to try out that sort of uh, thing as a writer to be like, oh, what can we do with this? Yeah, I mean, I think that's always that's always how I look at things. It's always there's always a thing of being a little bit contrary. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going like, all right, well, I'm I'm getting to play in in the world of Batman. What am I going to do first off? No Batman. Uh, yes. There's no Batman in this book at all, which is cool. He's which mentioned is, like yeah. once, um, but but he, he he's never showing up. Uh, you know, I'm happy to say that like out the gate before all the issues are out. Like it's awesome. not about him. It's not about him. It's not about the Bat family. Um, none of them are showing up. We've got Azrael, who who is something else. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, uh, not quite, not quite part of that, uh, that that cozy, cozy little nest. Um, so, yeah, I, I always, this is always, I think a lot of the time, this is kind of how my brain works. Is 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 okay? You're you're doing something which is established and and um, you know, has has this sort of as a sort of way it works. You know, which is Batman swings in and and saves the day. It's like okay, so what if we take that away? What if we what if we sort of undo some of the some of the usual structure and see what happens? And it's I think that it's that's one of the awesome parts about the whole Batman fandom in general. People don't often take a look at it. Is if you take Batman away, the world still works. Yeah, it's still really extremely well. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think as a way of just looking at, especially at this point, like with how many fantastic sort of things have been built into Gotham City is, is that it's, it is just this this city where all this darkness and um, 
you know, there's 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 been so many stories over the years, like like even just with Batman in them. But like once you take Batman away, you've still got all of this this magic in the roots of the city, and you've got these mad scientists who use oh, the city yeah. as a base. You've got all <laughs> yeah. of these things. It, it's basically just a, a sort of vaguely gothic city with with every every um, conceivable thing happening at once it's the city where you want to live but you don't because <laughs> you know it's like metropolis like do you want to live there i don't know seems like fun but, eh. yeah i mean metropolis is you know at least at least in metropolis you know if you fall off a building you're, you're probably near court um gotham yeah why <laughs> you dead. choose to live in gotham is a is a definitely different uh a different question and wasn't it question. i think it was either uh, either a dis- I sound dirty saying at a TikTok uh, that my girlfriend showed me or is an SNL thing where it was people were like, why we live in Gotham and the rent's cheap. <laughs> yeah. The I mean, rent, it, yeah. It, it would be. It, it can be, it can be a joke, but, but also uh, that is kind of how I, I've approached part of it is, is, is I think there are, there are places that people live uh, um, in the world and in the States, which are, which are pretty dangerous and pretty, um, you know, they don't have access to to everything they need, but they still live there because they don't really have much choice. Oh yeah, uh, and and so so looking at Gotham as that kind of place, I think is an is an interesting thing as well. Oh yeah, because you got the people there. You got, I mean, you mentioned you got mad scientists there. You got like, everybody just doing all sorts of shit, and and the moral level is way low. There's no high morals at all in that city. I shit. What was one of the series? Oh, Gotham Central. Gotham Central was yeah, a wonderful. Oh yeah, like that's the one. I though I think they're adapting it in a way for the for HBO. I think, if I remember right, they're doing a Gotham Central esque show based in the new Batman universe coming up, which would be cool. Yeah. That one would be fun. Um, but I, that that's that show worked, and like Robin showed up maybe two or three different times, but then it was like about the villains and like, I, yeah. you know, like they're gonna. People always like, oh, Batman would show up. I'm like, there's so many villains and so much shit in Gotham. He can't, and it's, Gotham's a big place. He can't show up all the time. There's <laughs> no way in hell he can't. That's why he has. That's why he probably doesn't give a shit about the Bat Family at this point because it's like, listen, I can't cover everything in a night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's an interesting thing to look at, look at it through, through a different lens other than, yeah. other than the people who are. Um, powerful um for, for one of a better word oh yeah yeah like you know it could be somebody being like i need to pay the rent and it's like yeah but what are you gonna do to do that oh i gotta go work for mr pig oh really yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> or professor pig i you know it's in like yeah to do yeah. the pig mask yeah 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 yeah, yeah hope, hope he doesn't stitch a doll face onto my face but, oh yeah, yeah that's about it like you know i just imagine being like they're doing it's either him or it's like some goon and a guy's like i gotta go to work honey all right, did you pack your gun? Yeah. Did you pack your knife? Yeah. Did you pack your extra gun just in case he turns on you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what happened to Sam? Oh, Sam got killed by Joker last uh, yesterday. What'd he do? Oh, nothing. Joker just got bored. <laughs> That's the yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wild place to, to write about. I, I think it's, it's, it's this great fantasy city and, and very... That's kind of what we wanted to do, treat it as in, in um, Arkham City. It was the big question. Would you live in Gotham? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? 
it would be terrible as an as an average person. It would be awful. Yeah, that's that's fair. Out of all right, out of all the cities, where would you want to live? I don't know. I don't know what's what's. I was about to say London, but London and DCU. I mean, technically, I guess that's um, that's Hellblazer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You got to deal with some hardcore magic shit going on there. Gonna end, gonna end up haunted. I'd probably still live there. To be honest. Yeah, still London. Be like, yeah, I live. Just in run London. the other. Just run the other directions if you see a blonde bloke in a trench coat. Oh god, yeah, you run fast. <laughs> you just. You don't even, even if he starts flirting with you, don't just, just run. They ask for a smoke, don't give in. You see anybody in a, in a, in a, in a suit, just go. Just, and they look, they got dark hair and their eyes look a little bit off. Just, just walk away. Yeah, anyone who looks like a protagonist, I'm out of there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Shit, I mean, I, I avoid those people to this day anyway. Like, anybody who looks like this probably is not going to end well for me if I stand around too long. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we are at the end of the show here, my good man. I want to say thank you for coming. I know we've been kind of weird at the scheduling and whatnot, but I want to say thank you for coming on to the show. Yeah, no problems. Thanks for having me on. It's been of great. Of course. Uh, now, before I let you go, do you want to promote anything real fast that's coming out? Obviously, Arkham City, but uh, social uh, yeah, media. Arkham, for that too. Arkham City uh, issue two came out, I think, last week. Uh, Homesick Pilots, volume two, my, we didn't talk about, but my, my image book, um, which is about my sort of... Uh, well, it's not about my, but it's it's drawing on on the uh, misspent youth <laughs> that yeah. we did talk about. Uh, that's uh, my my book with got Volume two of that about haunted house mechs and teenage punk bands. It's a really uh, good book. I gotta say, it's a really good book. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, Volume two of that is out on Wednesday. Uh, so really looking forward to people who haven't uh, been picking up the floppies getting to check that out. Um. Yeah, oh, uh, second part of my Azrael story um, with uh, Nicola is out in next week. No, yeah, so tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as we record uh, tomorrow, um, so I'll be out uh, in in uh, Batman Urban Legends, and that's a really fun one that ties into Arkham City as well. Awesome, sweet. Where can people find you out on social media? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I am at. Uh, at Dan PG Waters. Sweet. Okay. Well, thank you, good man, for coming on to the show. You're welcome back anytime, too, if you want to yeah, come on, so if you got a new Thanks book. Of course, yeah. of course. All righty. But I will let you know when it goes because I know you got another thing you got to go do. So <laughs> I'll let <laughs> you get going into that. You have a good one, okay? Love you. Thanks so much. Good.